Welcome in to just another whole home episode of Sportball. That's right. I'm your boy Sam. With me as always are my are they are they the most treasured people in my lives? No. Are they Top the least three? treasured? No. Top five? Also no. no. Maybe top ten though. Mm, thanks. Kyle and Seth, how we doing, boys? I'm feeling great today, gotta say. Wow. Doing grand. My, my cousin's fiance just had their baby. So all excitement in the Quam family today. Love babies. My favorite baby personally is one that resides in the household of Kyle. Mm. That would be Daisy. Right. But other than that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm feeling good. Kyle, how are you feeling? I'm ready for this work week to be, not be over, I'll tell you that much. Mm. It's been crazy since we came back from winter break. Sheesh. Probably applying to some new jobs tonight. We'll see what happens. Whoa. Hello. Are you hosting a podcast? Yeah. Maybe I'll have more time to do more podcasts. Maybe we'll go to Ooh. three times a week after. <laughs> No more late calls with China, and we'll have them for the whole day. Wow. That'd be ideal. Incredible. Well, I am already one beard deep, so anything I say on this pod cannot be held against me in the court of law. Obviously. That's definitely how it works. <laughs> uh, we have a lot to, to do. We have a lot to go over today, don't we, boys? I mean, if some might say this is really the peak of kind of our sporting lives because our two favorite sports, the NFL and the NBA, narrowly edging out minor league handball for the third. Uh, Hopefully we'll get to that at the end of today's episode. (laughs) Uh, I would say football is at the zenith almost. I mean, this is probably the best weekend of football, the divisional round where we have all the best teams playing. Uh, And then the NBA has kind of crested over its halfway point. And now we're starting to think about the all-star game. And that's always a fun time. So Man, it's it's a great time to be a fan of sports with the balls. Am I right, boys? Damn straight. Never heard true words. <laughs> so first, let's go over the NFL, which, as I said, the divisional round coming up. But this weekend that we just passed, we had the wild card round, the super wild card round for the first time in NFL history, which as we know, was just a big money grab as anything. Wasn't it the same last year? No, this year they had one on a Monday night. They never had that before. I think. Right. right. Same number of teams. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that was kind of ass, honestly, because I don't know. I'd rather have stay of rest. (laughs) Yeah. I'd rather have three on Saturday, three on Sunday. Uh, Most of the games. I kind of liked having a game on Monday. It just wasn't a good game. So, yeah, it was nice having an extra, extra day to watch. But in regards to the teams, now the Rams are fucked because they have one less day off. I guess mm-hmm. I, I don't know how much that really affects players, but I assume it it's not a doesn't affect them positively. Doesn't help at least. I was kind of like tired by Monday, you know, and I was kind of like. Eh. Do I really want to watch another football game? I mean, I watched it, of course. It should have been a good game. (laughs) Brutal. Yeah, maybe we should just start with that game and our wild card recap. That was your boys. Yeah. The Cardinals, who were dominated by the Rams. And really, they haven't looked great since DeAndre Hopkins went out, right? Which, I mean, you lose one of the three or four best receivers in the league. That's going to happen to you. So, they haven't looked great since that time. And it all kind of accumulated. Accumulated? Yeah. Culminated. In yeah, their did. loss against the Rams on Monday, which was embarrassing, despicable, disgraceful. Kyle, answer for your boys. I mean, what what do you expect when you go into halftime and your leading passer is Christian Kirk? Um, <laughs> so Not even Rondell Moore. Yeah, I know, man. What is that about? But um, you know, I, I don't think it helped either that I don't believe either Chase Edmonds nor James Conner were fully healthy. Um, Although running backs don't matter, Kyle. No. Put that in your head. No, they Maybe don't. Maybe no Benjamin. Come on now. <laughs> but, I mean, they just didn't they, – they couldn't move the ball at all. Every other I play, wonder, I feel like, was a sack almost. Yeah. 
I'm thinking to myself, Seth, maybe you can help me on this question. Is this more indicative of this Rams team forming into who we thought they might be coming into the season? Or is this more indicative of the Cardinals being disappointing compared to how they played this season? You know, what is this? What does this game say more to you? Does it say more about the cards or the Rams? I think the cards, although I will say I was higher on the Rams, I think going into the playoffs than you were. So kind of what I expected to see from the Rams, I think. And then the cards were much worse than I thought they were going to be. Um, it's, it's It feels to me like kind of a bummer because it was kind of like, the narrative around the Cardinals, right, was they for a long time had the best record in the NFL and but no one really believed in them. And then they kind of proved the haters correct. Um, you know, I remember there was a video in like week 10 or something where they're right at the end of the game, they're like, you know, on their winning drive or whatever. And J.J. Watt is on the sideline and he's like, you know, everyone is making up excuses or reasons why we keep winning and they have a soft schedule and whatever. And he's like, maybe we're just better. Maybe we're just better. But as it turned out, maybe they actually weren't that much better. And, you know, it was a little bit of a facade what they were doing throughout the year. Or maybe they just had a really shitty game and that's how football is. And, you know, it's one game changes everything in, in football. So, <clears throat> so I think it, I think it said more about the cards. Um, yeah. But I still feel, you know, as confident in the Rams as just about any other team right now. Two, three, like three teams, 14. Yeah. Like the Cardinals did a good job of limiting the Rams passing game like Cooper Cup didn't have an insane game Mm -hmm. Um, Odell had a good game for his standards but other than that it's not like they were destroyed through the air it was really all the running game like the the Cardinals couldn't, couldn't stop the run by any means like any any run up the middle by the Rams was like an automatic first down yeah and Cam Akers was back looking like his Cam Akers self, which is miraculous given the fact that he tore his Achilles in training camp. I mean, that is that that is not a death knell for players in the NBA or in the NFL as it once was with modern medicine. So that was great to see. I think that um, I think it's somewhere in the middle. I think the Cardinals aren't as good of a team as they were when they were number one in the NFL and had the best I mean, record. And I don't think they're losing, as bad as they showed against the Rams. Um, losing expect- one of the best wide receivers in the game doesn't help. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, I feel like it's under talked about almost because I don't know if Deandre was necessarily dominating this year, but he just has that sort of gravity. It's almost like when you mm-hmm. lose Clay Thompson or something like he's the, the only thing is different, you know, yeah, he's like the only player on that team that could just guagi a ball, go up and get it man on him doesn't matter <laughs> the way he effortlessly said like a seven letter acronym really got to me <laughs> you guys just, you guys apparently don't listen to espn 1000 radio they i talk did. about guagi pretty often i did used to listen to it every night before i went to bed but i'm a new man now yeah well, they would they would talk about the guagi highlights of the week <laughs> <laughs> i love that uh but yeah i expect them to be like a a playoff team next year and, and still be good um yeah i mean but get a run stopper or two on the defense. And I think they're right back in the playoffs. Listen, players, quarterbacks who have not been in the playoffs before don't win their first playoff game. It just doesn't happen that often. Um, and we had one of them win Joe Burrow, which we'll talk about next, but that was against another player who hadn't been in the playoffs. Derek Carr says you can count the other ones all lost this weekend and in the past half as well. So I don't know if we were, I mean, I expected them to probably lose a close game and it was disappointing that it was a blowout, but I think, you know, they still have a lot more to come in the future. Speaking of Joey B himself on the Bengals, that was one of the best games of the weekend, right? The first game to kick off Super Wildcard weekend was Bengals and Raiders. Um, Joey B versus Derek Carr. I think we all know who we like better than that matchup, but it came down to the wire as we all expected for a Bengals-Raiders game. There was uh, earlier in the game a phantom whistle what do you guys think about that? They they blew a whistle when they thought Joe Burrow stepped out of bounds and then he threw a touchdown. And it kind of seemed like maybe people stopped playing, but maybe not really because it was going to be a touchdown anyway. And then 
the rule is that if they do blow an inadvertent whistle, there's a replay of the play, which did not happen. They counted the touchdown. I feel like the outcome of the play would have been the same. I feel like they were going to score that touchdown anyway. I don't know. I didn't feel like the they shouldn't have blown playing. that whistle in the first place. Yeah, he was like obviously six inches from stepping out of bounds. Whoever yeah. that ref is needs to get his eyes checked, if anything. Well, the, that ref was um, Jerome Boger, and he has will not be calling another game in the playoffs. The NFL announced so. Maybe he's taking time to go to the eye doctor. We can only hope. <laughs> yeah, I think we're on the same page on this. I I think the outcome of it is what it should have been. That being said, I mean, the refs need to follow the rules. I don't think that's an outlandish statement. And if there's a inadvertent whistle during a play, then you replay the play. So yeah. I don't know. It's weird, I though, because they should have done that. But yeah. That's what they also should have done, but that would have felt more unfair, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I feel like the best. Like you I shouldn't like penalize a team for a ref's incompetence. They'll probably just quietly change that rule in the offseason, like they did with that Saints PI thing where you can review it. Yeah. That's probably what'll happen. Maybe. I feel like the better team won, though. I think the right team won. Did you guys feel that way? 100%. I mean, Raiders had a good run, though. Raiders didn't deserve to be there. But. <laughs> I, I'm, the fact that they won those last two games, like they shouldn't have won against the Colts. Like I don't know what happened to the Colts down the stretch. Like the the fact that the Raiders were even in the playoffs is surprise enough. Yeah, I think I don't know. I think that's kind of how they won me over, Kyle, was because they had inferior talent to other teams that you know you you could argue should have been in the playoffs, but they just like gritted it out somehow. And with all the off the field stuff that they've had to deal with this year. Um, I don't know. It felt like a team that was like easy to cheer for and kind of like an old school, you know, pass rush, gritted out kind of game. I think it would have been more fun. The the Raiders are easy to cheer for. No, I mean, it would have been more fun if the Chargers were in instead. But. Yeah. Clearly, the Chargers and the Colts are the more talented teams, but they didn't deserve to make the playoffs the way they played down the stretch. Yeah. So that's how it works. You know? Yeah. Like, uh, like I said, the better team won. I'm excited for this upcoming weekend, which we'll talk about in a bit. Yeah. Another wild game that we all watched together, actually, holding hands with each other, I presume, was the 49ers and the Cowboys which the Niners squeaked by. I feel like neither team really deserved to win this game. The more I thought about it in the moment, like we're all watching together. It was crazy. But you think about it, like the Niners had a QB sneak to win the game and they had a false start. (laughs) Inexcusable. They were also up two scores and Jimmy G threw a pick like very deep in his own territory. Uh, And then on the Cowboys side of things, they ran a fake punt. And then it was successful. And then they ran their special teams up to try to get the other team to take time out for some reason. And then they got delay of game. And then at the end, there were 14 seconds left and they ran a QB sneak. Uh, and Dak ran, you know, had 15 yards down the field and they were unable to QB spike drop. the ball. Yeah. Sneak is probably not the right word because it was much longer. It than wasn't. That. Um, sneak. <laughs> and they were unable to spike the ball because the official has to touch it and spot it. And for some reason they didn't hand him the ball or do anything to help him. And instead he just ran into their big offensive lineman and the game was over. So that was a tough one. Uh, I have the same question for this one. Kind of does this say more about the Cowboys being kind of not as great as we thought they might be early in the season, or is this say more about the Niners really rounding into a, a dangerous team at the end of the season? What do you think, Kyle? I think it says more about the Cowboys coaching specifically. Uh, you know, CD had, he was one-on-one for a majority of that game and didn't get near enough looks. Like you have one of the most athletic wide receivers, young wide receivers in the league on your team. And what he got less than five targets or something. And it's like, if you're struggling to produce any type of offense, throw the ball to your best wide receiver. If he's one-on-one, give him the chance to do something. And it's like, they just didn't do that. Um, yeah, it was, 
interesting first half to watch because it's like I think they had the ball for a total of 12 minutes maybe maybe that might be uh generous it was like every every play every possession seemed like a three and out for the most part um I think this tells us too uh, something that we've known that Zeke is just not the type of running back that everybody expected him to be or that we thought he was early in his career. Like Tony Pollard was and has been all season. I feel like a more productive running back. He's smaller, but he's, you know, much better of the than James Connor chase Edmonds thing where Pollard is great and like more dynamic. And then like Zeke is better on the goal line and like in run blocking. So I feel like they almost need them both, you know, at least for now until power grows into that role, maybe. Yeah, you know, I don't know if Pollard will ever be the goal line back because of his size, but yeah, to use him between the tens, I feel like as a full-time player is a better way to to run that team than having Zeke, you know, waste a possession by running two yards at a time. So yeah, and certainly Edmonds is used more than Pollard. So um yeah, I think it's pretty damning for their offense. I agree, Kyle, your boy, Kellen Moore has been disappointing as of late. Um, and who knows how much of, you know, how much he's being held back by Mike McCarthy. I'm, say, I'm not going to play him Kellen until I know if it was him or McCarthy right. calling those plays. Right. Who knows? But you would think, I mean, he's the offensive coordinator. Um, and it's I characteristic just, of Kyle to, to blame the coaching staff. Well, <laughs> he's not wrong in this case. And I think it's, yeah, I think it's so stark when you look at Debo Samuel on the other side versus CD lamb and they're doing anything they can to get Debo the ball because they know right. he's their most dynamic player mm-hmm. and CD doesn't see the ball at all. You know, it is frustrating. Yeah. Seth, what, what about the, on the Niners side of it? Do you, do you have faith in this team going forward? Well, on the Cowboys real quick. Um, yeah, go ahead. I think I, I agree. I think the criticism of the coaching staff is fair. And yeah, as I thought about it, as I listen to other people talk about that last play, I think what needed to be different is the coaching staff, when they're practicing that throughout the week or whenever, or even during the game, right? Dak has to know you scramble as much as you can, slide, and then take the ball and hand it to the ref so the ref can place it, right? It's it's so easy. Like you saw Mike McCarthy in the post game presser, and like kind of blaming the refs for why they didn't get a snap off and have a chance for a one last play, right? But it's like the ref was just doing everything he could to do his job and yeah. get past the offensive line who was already set up to touch the ball. If they had made it easy on him, maybe they get a snap off there. And I also think it was probably a dumb play regardless because I'd rather have like two or potentially three chances at the end zone from like wherever they were at the 35 instead of one chance from the 23, whatever mm-hmm. it was, you know, yeah. I, I don't think it made that much of a big difference with their odds of scoring a touchdown from there. Um, but I will say on the 49ers side, Yeah, I think they had the – say what you will about Kyle Shanahan, but I think they had the coaching advantage in the game. Um, Never say a bad thing about Kyle. I mean, he shares her name, so how could you? (laughs) And, and yeah, I I like their team, you know. I think coming into the year, we thought they'd be in the playoffs, and then they had a disappointing beginning of the season, finished strong, so maybe it's all kind of leveled out and – they're essentially the team that we thought they were going to be going into the year. Yeah. Uh, I want to hit on one more game before I preview the division around. This was, this was a beatdown. One of the most dominant games an offense has ever played. In fact, the bills beat the Patriots 47 to 17. I think we all favored the bills in that game, but didn't expect this necessarily. Uh, they were the first team to never punt or kick a field goal or turn over the ball. All they did was score a touchdown in every drive and kneel down on their last drive. Fucking insane, dude. And fucked up. It is fucked up. I have a couple <laughs> questions coming out of this. And we'll find out a lot of it this weekend. But I wonder if this really 
means that maybe we, we favor the Bills as the best team in the NF- AFC, and I'm certain we'll see it in the showdown this weekend. Um, and I also was thinking, and I was texting Kyle about this, man, I'm really starting to move Josh Allen up with my QB rankings, you know? And, I mean, I think undoubtedly, if you're starting a franchise and want a young player for the next 10, 15 years, he's probably second behind Mahomes, right? But even just now, probably ahead right of now, and what's that? He's probably ahead of Mahomes. Might be. Mahomes doesn't have those legs or that size. He's got nice legs. You ever seen him in heels? Either way, I feel like (laughs) (laughs) I feel like Josh Allen is climbing up the rings of even who's the best right now. You know, like where would you guys put him in in the stratosphere of the elite quarterbacks? Yeah, I mean, I guess what's the basis? Just this year, are we talking? Are we starting a franchise? Starting a franchise, he's obviously one or two. But what about like even right now? Yeah, he's got to be. He's top three, okay. top four, between uh, Rodgers, Brady, and Mahomes, and him. Yeah, I really think he's entered that. That's kind of like a. That's like a different air. You're like you're in rarefied air right there. And the thing is, it's like you don't want to. I find it hard to say put him number one, but he's hands down the best rushing quarterback out of those four, yeah. which just opens up another level to a team as we've seen um and his accuracy i feel like is vastly improved over the season over season since he's been in the league i think i just have so much more confidence in his running as well because of his build and size and you know he's not as dynamic or he doesn't make guys miss like a lamar jackson or kyler murray would but you just feel like once a game, those players get tackled and you think, oh, did they twist an ankle? You know, did they bust their knee? Like with Josh Allen, it's like you're never worried about that. He's like a LeBron-esque player where he gets, you know, he gets tackled and the person tackling him is the one you're worried about. (laughs) So I'm with you there. And then, yeah, with um, with his passing accuracy and consistency there, I guess that would be the one place where you still see every once in a while he has a rough game throwing the ball and you don't see the type of consistency that you see from like Aaron Rodgers um, with leading the offense. You know, if it's like minute and a half left, you need a drive to score a touchdown. I'm definitely taking Rodgers before anybody else, as much as I hate the Packers. Um but yeah, Josh Allen has a unique set of skills. Makes you like wonder it. too, much like who? Liam Neeson. Um, Liam Neeson, yeah. <laughs> it makes you wonder too what his stats would have looked like throwing the ball this year if Diggs didn't have one of his worst receiving or receiving uh, years of his career. His his catches were down by like. 14% from last year. Like if he's catching 70 something percent of balls, like he was last year, Josh Allen might even lead the league in, in passing yards. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, we're going to talk a little more about Josh in the um, divisional round preview. Anything else we want to hit in the wild card? I mean, the chiefs blew out the Steelers, the Bucks blew out the Eagles, but that was probably to be expected, you know, I don't have many thoughts on those games, right? I mean, goodbye, Big Ben, I suppose. It's been real. Glad that dude's out of the league finally. <laughs> Thank God. Get him out of there. Uh, all right. Here we go. This is the meat of the podcast, the, the best part. Everyone's been looking forward to it. This is the divisional round preview, okay? The best weekend of the year where all the best NFL teams play, and we just fucking sit there erect the entire time. Mm-hmm. So, first game – Bengals at Titans. This is a sneaky fun one, right? Because we have all the juggernauts. We have all the matchups we're expecting. This is not a matchup we're expecting in the divisional round. It's kind of exciting to see the Bengals, a little new blood in there, right? Uh, The Titans are the one seed and are favored by three and a half at home. Uh, There's a lot of intriguing matchups here. The Titans defensive line, especially in the middle, is very strong going up against a weak Bengals offensive line. Uh, and we might get Derrick Henry back. It seems like we will. 
better yeah. than a good chance that we're getting Derrick Henry back. So can the Bengals, you know, shut him down? They have struggled against good running teams. Um, I think I already know where Kyle's going, but I'll ask you first, Seth. I, I know where you're both going. Seth's going to say Titans and Kyle's going to say Bengals. So, Seth, why don't you go first and tell us why the Titans are going to win? <laughs> He's not even there. He's a little too busy uh, watching. Oh. Being biased because... He's gone. He's oh, frozen. It, it, it popped up. My internet is unstable. So, Yeah, and you are too. All right, Kyle, you go first. Well, as you said, I'm going to take the Bengals to win this game, but I don't think that it's going to be a blowout by any means. It's going to be a close game to the end. Um, It all depends on the health of Derrick Henry, I feel like, and how many hits Joe Burrow can take in a game. Uh, Like you said, that Titans defensive line is nothing to mess with. The Bengals offensive line, you know, they're like a turnstile sometimes. So the, the thing is, though, is, and I've said it all year, the Bengals have obviously one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL, along with one of the best wide receiver trios in the league. And that's firepower that you can't just ever really count out of a game. Um, you know, we've seen, you know, as much as I like Tannehill, uh, we've seen him be inconsistent at times this year, not get the ball to A.J. Brown as much as he should. Uh, Julio Jones isn't what he used to be, obviously. Um, I feel like their tight ends aren't the most reliable tight ends that, you know, they could have. So, you know, if if Henry's not 100%, even though based on videos of him working out, it looks like he should be, um, it's going to be an interesting matchup, to say the least. And I'm rolling with Joe. Got to. Just because you know how you know how fantastic a championship game would be with Joe Burrow against either Josh Allen or Mahomes. Well, I'd certainly rather see that, of course. That would be exciting, but unfortunately it's not gonna happen because they're playing the Titans, number one seed. Uh and as we know, after the exhilaration of having him even for half of a season on my fantasy team. <clears throat> Derrick Henry is just going to run all over the Bengals. Um, I don't know. It's just something about this Titans team. Seeing Mike Vrabel on the sidelines, I just don't see them coming out and on a, a week of rest, got the number one seed, playing a rookie quarterback. I don't see them letting this slip through their fingers. I uh, feel pretty confident in the Titans. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals win, but I will pick the Titans in this spot. Isn't it crazy? Just think for a second that the Titans are a one seed. Pretty crazy, right? Didn't see that coming happen, coming into the season, did we? But you know what? Yeah, they beat? I mean, it's the first time since Mahomes has been a starter that the Chiefs haven't been a one seed. So, of course, we didn't see this happening. <laughs> they deserved it, right? They beat the Chiefs and the Bills in the regular season. So, I mean, it's yeah. not like they didn't have any competition to go up against. Uh, yeah, I'll take the Titans in this game, and then I'll take them to lose to the winner of the Chiefs and the Bills in the next round, I'm sure. So, um, I think that they will dominate on the trenches. The defensive line will dominate the offensive line of the Bengals. And if Derek is, is near 100%, I think he does get a, a lot of chunk plays in this game. But if Derek isn't isn't as healthy as we think he might be, then you know this this could certainly turn on us. I think it'll be a close game, though. Uh, all right, the second game of that day, the Niners at the Packers. Packers are the one seed in the NFC and are six point favorites in this game. Um, this all of these games actually are rematches, except for that Bengals Titans game. So this game happened in Week Three of this year and the Packers beat the Niners 30 to 28 barely beat them with a game winning field goal at the end. They were down most of the game. It was also a very different Niners team at that point. Uh, They had no Elijah Mitchell carrying the load for them. And Debo Samuel had zero rushing attempts in that game. So certainly their offense has changed a lot since that time. And, and, you know, week three, obviously a lot has changed. Um, Nick Bosa and Fred Warner kind of banged up going into this game. So we'll see if they are 100%. And certainly, 
the Niners have given this team trouble in the past, right? Just as recently as was that 2019 or 2020, where they beat them to go to the Super Bowl uh, and lose against the Chiefs. So this is an interesting matchup. The Niners secondary, they don't have a lot of good corners. Can they hold up against Aaron Rodgers, who we all consider one of the best quarterbacks in the league? What do you think happens here, Seth? Do you think the, the one seed moves on? You know, <clears throat> it's going to be interesting watching this game because <clears> – <throat> excuse me. It's going to be interesting watching this game because I know I'm going to pick the Packers, but I hate the Packers, so I'm going to be cheering for them to lose. So it's one of those maybe I don't want to put too much confidence on them. I'll be cheering for them to win because I like money more than I like whatever team that yeah. I hate. Yeah, so I just feel like – Jimmy G versus Aaron Rodgers is there's a gulf between them. <laughs> a gulf. So, it's like the entire Pacific. Yeah. So I can't in good conscience pick Jimmy G in this matchup. And again, coming off of a week's rest, the connection that Rodgers has with Devontae Adams, like it's unstoppable. I don't know. I, I just don't really see a path for the Niners as much as I'd like someone to eliminate the Packers. This is my, I would say this is my strongest position of the weekend. The Packers will win this game. I would say rather handedly. Um, Jimmy G has another injury coming to this game. He's got a shoulder injury, you know, so he's not hundred percent. He still has a thumb injury that they have to shoot him up for against every game. I mean, the, the Packers are the best team in the NFL right now. Okay. And I haven't seen anything to dissuade me from that, unfortunately. So I do not expect them to lose in their first game of the playoffs. We'll see who they get matched up in the NFC Championship game, NFC Championship game, and that could be interesting. But this team has been the best team against the spread all year long. If you're a betting man, so I'm not sure why we would doubt them now in a game that they must have. So I'm going to take the Packers. I think they win even more than by the six point spread, and I, I think they're the best team in the league. Unfortunately, took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> oh, Kyle taking the. Well, he's going to yeah. be there, right? Are you going to be oh, in the game? I haven't decided yet. I haven't decided yet, but I might. It's up in the air still. How Plus crazy would that be, though, huh? me. Hmm. Well, if you go there, what are you going to wear? Like, are you going to wear a Bears jersey? What are you going to do? You can't wear a Bears jersey. You might be mauled. No. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably just wear, like, some uh, NFT merchandise or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you would definitely wear some NFT merchandise. I don't even know why we're beating around the bush here. <laughs> That'd be that'd be an awesome game to go to, though. I've heard Lambo is, is one of those things that you just have to go there. Yeah, I've never especially been. with Rodgers and Devontae still together. Isn't it That's crazy that the town of Green Bay has an NFL team? I feel like Owned by the, the fans, team, baby. I mean, <laughs> like when they made the team Milwaukee. in like the 1940s, like ah, this will be a big town by then. We'll be fine. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a little wild, but it like fan base wise, they get Milwaukee, so. Yeah. It makes sense that they haven't like petered out, you know. For sure. Does the stadium uh, right. hold more than the inhabitants of the town? I don't, I don't know. get research on that. All right. Probably your research. So and while Kyle looks that up, let's move on to the next game. Rams at Bucks. Ooh, this is another fun one. What a weekend of football we have, boys. I am just so excited. Uh this is a real toss-up in my eyes. Uh and Vegas thinks so as well. The Bucks are only favored by two and a half, now training to three. Um, another miss, another matchup that we saw earlier in the year, also in week three, if you would believe it. We had a great week three, apparently. The Rams beat the Bucks 34-24 at that time. Um, but a lot of things have changed since then. I don't know. This is a real toss-up for me. The Rams have – they don't have a great pass defense, so I feel like Brady might pick them apart. But Akers is back for the Rams, which is huge. And yet again, who's running against the Bucks defense, right? So uh, there's a lot of interesting matchups here. Seth, who do you favor in this game? Well, I have Brady in our little playoff fantasy football mm. thing. So I really need the Bucks to win. Um, but I agree with you. I think it is a bit of a toss-up. As I mentioned earlier, I'm a believer in this Rams team. And I think – I think if the Bucks were fully healthy, I'd feel a lot more confident, even if they just had Godwin. Um, 
And as much as we talked about the Bucks just looking, you know, we barely talked about their first round game against the Eagles, like they just blew them out. But early on, it looked like a little bit of like a couple chinks in the armor watching that game where they it took a little bit for their offense to get going. And my worry is that if they do that against this Rams team, they'll look up and suddenly they're down 14-0, you know. But there's no lead that's so big that Brady can't come back. So maybe 29-3, maybe that would be enough, but <laughs> I think uh I think they'll pull it out. What do you think, Kyle? Population of Green Bay is 104,000, and the Packers and Lambeau fits 82,000. So close. Mm. It's kind of crazy. I guess that's a decently big town. That's like Neighborville. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to, I'm probably going to roll with the Bucks. Um, you know, we didn't see it last week, but, uh, or this past weekend, but Matt Stafford, as we've seen down the stretch, has been struggling with interceptions um this bucks defense isn't a team that you want to go and face when you struggle with giving the ball away um they'll make you pay for it they have the playmakers to force turnovers um they have the athletic type of corners that could make crazy um interceptions so it's like you know as much as i like the rams and would want them to win. I think it's a close game, but uh, I think Gronk really lights it up this weekend. We're looking at a hundred plus yards receiving from Gronk probably. And Fournette should be back. He was, he just wasn't activated in time last week to play. And that just, That'd be as we know, um, as an extra safety blanket to, uh, to Tom, you know, when he's back there. Definitely. This is the, this is so I haven't picked an underdog yet, and this is would probably be the one where I might. But it's just hard to pick against Tom Brady, you know? Doesn't feel doesn't feel right. Especially when Matthew Stafford's on the other end. I feel like Matthew Stafford has just proven himself to be pretty much exactly who we thought he was, right? Coming from the Lions. It's not like he's I don't know if he's really grown or regressed in my eyes. It's like he just has better weapons. <laughs> he's above average as a quarterback and you know, he had some really shitty Lions teams that he did the best he could with. And if you have a really good team around him, he's going to win you a playoff game. Right. seems pretty reasonable. Yeah. So that's going to be a very interesting one. I guess I'll take the bucks, but don't hold me to it. Okay. Listeners. Um, now the coup de gras on Sunday mm. night, one of my most anticipated games in recent memory, especially We've had this game before, but the Bills have gotten better since then, I feel. We have the Bills at the Chiefs, and Vegas agrees with me that this is going to be a barn burner because the Chiefs are only favored by a, a point and a half, and the over-under is at 55. So, sheesh, that's, that's, going, to be, that's going to be quite the game. Um, this is another repeat of a game we saw earlier this year. In week five, the Bills won 38-20. to 20. You might remember that game. They really dominated. Um, but – I think this is going to be an awesome game. The Chiefs have a new weapon in McKinnon, right, that we saw this past weekend. Um, they've really been using him in the passing game. That kind of unlocks a new dimension for them. And, you know, we feel great about the Chiefs coming off that Steelers win, but who are the Steelers? And we feel great coming off of that Bills win against a better Patriots team um, that they absolutely dominated, as we mentioned before. And this is kind of those – this is kind of like – that once in a lifetime matchup, maybe not once in a lifetime, it's more likely in football, but like, it's almost like LeBron and Kobe playing when like, you know, Kobe was at his peak and LeBron's up and coming kind of thing with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. It's a very, very intriguing matchup that we are lucky to get. So this one is again, a toss up for me. What do you guys have strong opinions on, on who's going to win this game? What do you think, Kyle? Yeah. Um, I think I'm, Against my better judgment, I think I'm going to roll with the Chiefs. Um, I just I feel like they have more reliable receiving weapons than the Bills do. Um, you know, obviously we just talked about how Josh Allen can change a game 
with his legs. And I think that's obviously still the case, but um, you know, the chiefs defense has really turned it on the second half of the year too. Um, you know, I don't think they could play any worse than the Patriots just played. So um, it's going to be, like you said, it's going to be a barn burner. Uh, I think the chiefs win in a close one though. Mm. What do you think Seth? I think my opinion on this game will probably change 12 times between <laughs> now and then. For real. Uh, yeah. I guess the Chiefs pick feels a little bit safer to me, um, but I'll probably end up just taking the Bills for a bullshit reason. Like, I haven't taken any of the underdogs yet. Um it's kind of hard to imagine either team losing, you know? <laughs> I know. I mean, these are, we would think, the best two teams in the AFC, maybe the best two teams in the league, right? And they just have to be playing in the second round. Reminds me of the Bucks nets matchup from last year in the NBA, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, so, well, someone's got to lose. And I think today, I'm with you, Seth. I mean, uh, this isn't probably my final pick, but I'm kind of feeling the bills right now. Just feels like uh, the Chiefs have regressed in a few areas. I mean, obviously, they're the Chiefs, right? And I'm not going to be surprised if they win. But I do think the Bills have just a great overall team right now. And we saw last weekend that there's really not a lot you can do to stop them on the defensive end once they're rolling. I mean, what are the Chiefs going to do? They're worse defense than the Patriots, certainly. And I just don't know if they're going to hold up. But, I mean, it's hard to outscore the Chiefs anyway, right? So, I don't know. It's going to be one of those – I mean, I'm hoping it's going to be this way, and I predicted it to be this way, that it's one of those who has the ball last game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just really hope – I really hope this game is what we expect it to be. It's going to be so disappointing if it's, like, a three-score game. Cardinals it's going to be – some team <laughs> yeah, runs away be a letdown. Yeah. But even, even if one team goes up big, I don't know. I feel like both these teams have such comeback potential, and neither team is great at running the ball, so. Right. Boy, that's going to be exciting. What a weekend of football we have, boys. Strap in, strip down, and let's go. Am I right? Done. (laughs) All right. May you allow me to switch sports quickly? I'll allow it. Thank you. The NBA, we must talk about it. Uh, Exciting times in the NBA. Past the halfway point. Things are starting to round into shape for the playoff race. And we have all-star voting which ends this week, I believe. Um, We already talked about our starters. And I want to go over reserves now. So we get seven reserves. I didn't really take into account positions for reserves. I don't know if you guys did. Um, And I did tweak my starters a little bit from last time. So I'll go over those as well. But absolutely despicable, the tyranny of the NBA, when I tried to vote for these all-stars. They think they're like, Putin or something because I can't even put Luca as a front court player even though he's six eight. Well, I mean, what do they think this is? You know what I'm saying? Game for children, apparently. <laughs> All right, so let's go over the East first. Here are my starters to review for the listeners. I didn't change these. I get Embiid, Giannis, Durant, DeRozan, and Levine, which means I get an extra spot. I get an eighth reserve because I know Durant's not going to play. Is Levine so, going to play? Mm, that's a good question. I'm thinking, yeah, but because he's only out a few more games, I think. Okay. But we'll see. He might sit out the game <laughs> to be cautious. Plus, like, half these players are going to have COVID, so I'm sure we'll have, like, 16 <laughs> <laughs> No. Um, okay, well, based on our discussions, I think we all have Trey Young and James Harden as a lock for the next two reserve spots or any of our reserve spots, right, guys? Yeah, I mean, I have Trey as a starter. But then Levine is in, in in his place. Right. So those three guards, Harden, Levine, and Trey, whatever order you have. And yeah. So that leaves us five more spots. <clears throat> I have Jimmy Butler. Do you guys have Jimmy Butler? Yeah. He's come back I from don't. injury. Really? Mainly, yeah, I think because of games played. Let me look. But maybe by the time we get to the All Star game, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Even it's kind of one of those things where it's like games so far. It's kind of one of those things where like it's not and counting like Anthony Davis is. It's like he's back now. 
How many games did you say right. he played? 26 only. That's right on the edge, isn't it? Yeah. So I, I don't have an issue with it, but, yeah. you know, if he twists an ankle or whatever, has an illness even for a couple games, like I don't, that's kind of close. I want your apologies now about the heat, by the way, because hmm? <laughs> much like the Timberwolves in my, in my strong take, I said that they're my third favorite after the Bucks and Nets out of the East. And they've surged to the two seed. They do look dangerous, don't they? Wait, why do we have to apologize? We were low all on them. Guff- yeah, you guffawed. You you poo pooed. Did we? Yeah. You were surprised when I told you that they had the third best odds in the East. Our listeners, I mean, Matt, Matt, feel free to tweet at us. He'll remember. Matt doesn't remember. I mean, what is this? This is like an hour in, and we just mentioned Matt. What the hell was that? <laughs> Sorry, Matt. All right, Kyle, what about you? You, you, have, you have Jimmy in there? I, you got to have Jimmy. That's your boy. I do. Yeah, I have Jimmy. Okay. Um, Who else you got in there? I, uh, it gets tough in the East. It does. Um, like, I want to pick Bam, too, but he's been out games, so it's like ugh, he's on that cusp, the same cusp as Jimmy. Um, but I think I also got uh, Siakam. Mm. Um, Siakam, really? That's surprising to me. I feel like he's been having like low key a really good year again. He has, yeah. Um, and it's not talked about obviously at all. Um, let's see. Uh, Lamelo, um, Darius Garland. How many have I? Yep, picked? I have both Lamelo and Garland in. Oh, I didn't have Joel Embiid as a starter just because you know me. Um, he's going to be a starter, especially if Durant doesn't play. Um, so give me a beat still too. Uh, I had your starters, Kyle. Yeah. Uh, back when we did this, my starters were Trey Levine, DeMar, Durant, and Giannis. But now with the Levine injury, how can it be not be a starter for you? I got to push back on that. Because I didn't want to have the same exact team as you guys did um, there's really no reason for him not to be a starter i mean he's 27 and 10 and 4 yeah and no he's gonna be a starter propping up the sixers to the six seed despite not having been so i just i had the chance to list two bulls players as a starter for the all-star game and have it be an actual possibility so i took it they let you put derosen as a guard they let me do derosen and levine as guards so yeah i guess i, I could knock that. trey out but yeah i knocked trey out which probably isn't that fair uh okay, I have Darius as well and Lamelo, but Lamelo was my eighth, so he was only getting in because Durant is injured. Um, I have Jared Allen as well from the Cavs. Yeah. Okay, you guys have that, and then I have these are my two. I'm not so sure, but I have Drew Holiday in there. I did not have Drew. Mm, you know, I don't know if it's really fair. I mean, the Bucks have fallen to the fifth seed, but he's just been so rock solid. He's his usual 18, four and seven. And he's, you know, his stocks are at over two combined and he's just a solid on the defensive end. So also I'm looking at his, <laughs> his nicknames on basketball reference right now. We got Jay Hala, the Druth and Kung Fu <laughs> Drew. I don't know which one I like better, Kung Fu Drew or the Druth. The Druth is pretty great. <laughs> Do you guys think he deserves to be in the All Star game? That that one's he's right on the border. I feel. I mean, I don't have him on there, so no, I do not. Who else do you have to round off your your list, Seth? So many of the same names that y'all listed, right? Harden, Levine, uh, Jared Allen, Garland. I took Van Vliet from the Raptors instead of Siakam. That's who I'm missing, Van Vliet. Yeah, I had Van Fleet as well. I had them both. Yeah. Okay, so, forget about Drew. I'm putting in Van Fleet. Okay, good choice. And then um, I also had Beal, which get him out of there. You could argue is more about past performance than performance this year. But I just feel like and you get up to a certain point, you're like, all right, which guy's better, Bradley Beal or Pascal Siakam? And I just feel like Beal is better. And then. My last one was a homer pick, but not the one you might expect. 
Al Horford Taylor Brown. Oh. Uh, I think is deserving of an All Star spot. Certainly more than Tatum. Really, because I have Tatum. Been... <clears throat> yeah, I texted you about this the other day. I, I think Tatum's just been so frustrating to ro- watch this year as a Celtics fan. And I mean, obviously, he still has the highest upside of any player on the team, but he's shooting 42% from the field and 32% from three. And he's only having, you know, less than four assists a game. Like, as much as it pains me to admit this, he's exactly the type of player that I've always disliked and haven't really liked to watch and feel like doesn't lead to winning. And that's a high volume isolation scorer who doesn't make his teammates better. So I feel like that's... Is Brown any different than that, though? I think Brown is the same mold where he is an isolation scorer who isn't really a facilitator, but he does it much more efficiently than Tatum this year. He's at 45% from the field and 37% from three. So I just... Otherwise, their stats are basically the same. Tatum gets a few more rebounds and, like, one more assist a game. And then, you know, JB is is more efficient. So that's what I prefer. And uh, I think I think he deserves it. Interesting. Kyle, who do you have that we haven't mentioned yet? Let me look at my list. Um, for my last spot, I was also between Jalen, but I was between him and Miles Bridges. Mm. And I leaned Miles Bridges. My boy. I like that. So I have Trey, Harden, Jimmy, Van Vliet, Garland, Allen, Tatum, and Ball. And you guys, the differences are you have Kyle, you have Miles Bridges. I and have Siakam. Mm-hmm. And Seth, you have Brown instead Beal of Tatum. And Jalen Brown instead of Tatum and Ball. Yeah. Yeah. I'd much rather watch LaMelo Ball in the All Star game than Bradley Beal look at him out of there. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, I don't take that into account yet in even a tiny bit. So. Yeah, I didn't either, but I mean, now that I think about <laughs> it, I hope Lamelo makes it just for the just the fun yeah. of it all. All right, uh, in the West, my starters as of now are Jokic, LeBron, Draymond, Steph, and Ja. I feel like Luca deserves to be a starter over Draymond, but they won't let me put him in forward, so my hands are tied. Um, and Draymond again is injured, so I'll get an extra player by doing that. So that's nice, at least. What do you guys have for your starters to remind the listeners? I assume we all have, have Jokic, LeBron, and Steph at least, right? I have essentially the same. I just put Luca in there because you can't tell me what to do. Very nice. <laughs> I had Steph, Ja, LeBron, Draymond, and Jokic. Okay, so we have the same exact team, Kyle. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, we all agree that Luca's coming off the bench then and we'll make the all-star game, I presume. Yes. And we also assume we have CP3, Donovan Mitchell, and Devin Booker. Correct. Yep. Right. So that leaves us with only three more spots. Four if you count the injury to Draymond on my end, at least. Um, in those four spots, I have a list that might surprise you. I have Cap, Gobert, Murray, DeJounte Murray, to be clear, mm. not DeJounte not Murray, Murray, like Kyle says, like he's a mustard. And then I feel like the eighth spot for me came down to Ant-Man, Anthony Edwards, and Shea, Gilders Alexander, you might say. But I don't know about the eighth spot. That's a tough one. So what do you guys have after the after Lucas, CP3, Donovan, and D-Book? I have Gobert and Towns definitively in. And then I was kind of leaving up my seventh spot for one of you to convince me who it should be. Hmm. I have DeJounte kind of penciled in though. I feel like he deserves it more than anyone else. Yeah, definitely DeJounte, Deontay, however you like to say it, you know. 
What do you mean? However, you like to say it. Tell me. Do you, would you like to say it correctly or incorrectly? Carl Kyle, However, you want to say it. You know, whatever. Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> he did it in three again. This fucking guy. Um, he did what in three? Yeah, in the wordle. Ad wordle in three. I I feel like before he's doing it, he's doing like two, and then he's looking up the answer. He sees him a day ahead because he's in India, so that's got to be some sort of advantage. Um. Uh, I have cat uh, and against all my willpower have put Gobert in as well. So we have the same. We have the same all-star team. Yeah, I guess we do. That's pretty boring. If you have, what about your eighth spot though with the, with an injury, who would you have? Anthony Edwards. Over your boy, Shay. I just don't think Shay's going to get the spot just because of the team that he's on, even though he's much more deserving. Well, it's your list. If you think he's more deserving, you could just pick him. Oh, okay. That's fine. Then I'm just going to take him. I thought we were trying to say, you know, who's going to make it. And I think if it came down to those two, I think they're putting Anthony Edwards in over Shea, but yeah. Did you misunderstand this entire exercise? I think so. I didn't look at it. (laughs) Yeah. You can pick whoever you want. Yeah. I think, I think you're, I think I agree with you that Shea deserves it more, but Anthony Edwards will make it. But I love Anthony, so I'm not going to be against it. Then give me uh, Shea. Seth, what do you think? I'm trying to think of somebody who <laughs> is a little bit more outside the box, who I think. Well, you know, might while you're thinking, it. and I, I actually maybe maybe I'll switch to Anthony. I'm surprised to see that Anthony Edwards has been more efficient than Shea has been this year. He's at 44, 37, and 80. Shea's at 42, 28, and 83. Now, admittedly, Shea has to take a lot of bad shots because his team is so bad, you know, so that factors in. But still, I I would say Anthony is getting much more – he's getting much more efficient in his second year. Here's somebody who I think should be recognized – and that's Andrew Wiggins. Speaking of efficiency, yeah. I mean, you can argue it's just a product of being in the Warriors' offense, but shooting forty-nine from the field and forty-two from three, and you know, playing really good defense on the perimeter, he's kind of their wing-stopping defender. Um, so I think he should be considered. And then if we're getting he is number three in the fan vote right now for the front court. Yeah, but that's because those Warriors fans. <laughs> yeah. And then I think the other one that, I don't know, deserves at least a little bit of mention is Desmond Bain. Right? With the Grizzlies mm. being mm-hmm. so good. And even when Ja was out, our, our beloved Jonathan Morant being injured, they were whatever, like 10 and 2 or something. Like, if you look at the top teams, a lot of times we reward top teams in each conference with two all-stars. So, yeah, I, don't know, I think that's pretty reasonable. I feel like Andrew Wiggins doesn't pass the sniff test of an all-star to me. Like, you, you watch a game, you don't really feel him as much, you know, mm-hmm. in the Warriors game. He gets those buckets that late, it, late in the clock when the isolation bucket or some cleanup, some cleanup around the rim or whatever. He's just not – doesn't dominate the game in the same way I want an all-star too. I will say that DeJounte Murray's nickname, according to basketball reference, is Baby Boy. You're not so, wrong. It's my baby boy. <laughs> <laughs> I think it should be a fun All-Star game. I really hope that they use the Elam ending again, which I believe they are going to, and it comes down to the wire like it did two years ago. Remember that? You know it's you know it's Elam, not Elam, right? You know it's DeJounte, not Deontay, right? I do. Ricardo. <laughs> That was a great game, and I hope it goes back. The one last year wasn't as good, but that was that shit was sick. That close one. Yeah, you love to see the best players in the league trying their hardest all against each other and seeing kind of who's out there in crunch time, right? For sure. All right. Well, that's. I think that's it for for the pod. We we covered NFL. We covered NBA. I mean, what more would the fans even want from us? Apologies to the listeners. We don't have enough time for minor league handball this week, but. Mm. Hopefully, a future episode will get to that. Kyle, any last thoughts for the listeners? I know you have some. I mean, Seth took the words right out of my mouth. We apologize (laughs) from the depths of our heart.